Welcome to the Bob Harden Show, bringing you news and commentary to keep you informed and enjoying life on the Paradise Coast. And now, here's your host, Bob Harden. Good morning. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning. Johnson's Air Conditioning is Naples' longest established air conditioning company. You can find out more by visiting the website and give them a call. The website is johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. We have a terrific show lined up for you today, including special guest William Yateman. He is a senior legal fellow at the Pacific Legal Foundation. We'll also visit with Erica Donalds, the founder and CEO of the Optima Foundation. <clears throat> Excuse me, please. <clears throat> Larry Reed is the president emeritus of the Foundation for Economic Education. And Larry Bell, endowed professor at the University of Houston in space architecture and author of many books. We'll be talking about his latest column in Newsmax.com. It is March the 10th, and on this day in 1876, the first discernible speech was transmitted over a telephone system when inventor Alexander Graham Bell summoned his assistant to another room by saying, Mr. Watson, come here, I want you. Bell had received a comprehensive telephone patent just three days before. Alexander Graham Bell was born in Edinburgh, Scotland in 1847, was a son of Alexander Melville Bell, a leading authority in public speaking and speech correction. The young Bell was trained to take over the family business, and while still a teenager, he became a voice teacher and began to experiment in sound. In 1870, his family moved to Ontario, Canada, and in 1871, Bell went to Boston <clears throat> to uh, demonstrate his father's method of teaching speech to the deaf. The next year, he opened his own school in Boston for training teachers on, of the deaf, and in 1873, became a professor of vocal physiology at uh, Boston University. In his free time, he experimented with sound waves and became convinced that it would be possible <coughs> excuse me, please, to transmit speech <clears throat> over a telegraph-like system. He enlisted the aid of uh, gifted mechanic Thomas Watson, and together the two spent countless nights trying to convert Bell's ideas into practical form. In 1875, while working on his multiple harmonic telegraph, Bell developed the basic idea for the telephone. He designed a device to transmit vi voice vi vibrations electric electrically between two receivers, and in June 1875, tested his invention. No intelligible words were transmitted, but sounds resembling human speech were heard at the receiving end. On February the 14th, 1876, he filed a U.S. patent application for his telephone. Just a few hours later, another American inventor, Elijah Gray, filed a caveat with the U.S. Patent Office about his intent to seek a similar patent on a telephone transmitter and receiver. Bell filed first, so on March the 7th, he was awarded the U.S. Patent 174 465, uh, which granted him the ownership over both his telephone instruments and the concept of the telephone system. Three days later, on March the 10th, Bell successfully tested his telephone for the first time in his Boston home. In May, he publicly demonstrated the invention before the American Academy of Arts and Sciences in Boston, and in June, at the Centennial Exposition in Philadelphia. In October, he successfully tested his telephone over a two-mile distance between Boston and Cambridgeport. Isn't this amazing? This is not that many years ago how far we've come. Alexander Graham Bell continued his experiments in communication, inventing in the photophone, which transmitted speech by light rays, and the graphophone, which recorded sound. He continued his work with the deaf, including his education of Helen Keller, and used the royalties from his inventions to finance several organizations dedicated to the oral education of the deaf. He later served as president of the National Geographic Society. Beginning in 1895, he experimented with the possibility of flight and built a giant man-carrying kite and hydrofoil craft. He died in 1922 at his summer home in the laboratory of uh, Cape Breton Island in Canada. Alexander Graham Bell, an amazing inventing the telephone. And just think about how important the patent laws are. Just by three hours, he was able to secure the patent, which led for his ability to control and to, uh, to really build uh, on and, and make it an enterprise of the telephone. 
Well, plans to construct an emergency berm on Collier County's beaches to protect coastal property left vulnerable by Hurricane Ian are advancing. On Tuesday, Collier County commissioners unanimously approved agreements with three sand suppliers. The countywide project will run from Marco Island to Barefoot Beach. It will be divided into two parts, a north side and a south side. The project will place about 200,000 tons of sand on each side, or about 400,000 tons in total. The sand would get trucked into a rate of about 4,500 tons per day. The hope is to start the work by late March and no later than early April, said Andy Miller, the county's coastal zone manager, and uh, he added a request for construction bids is out and a contractor should be chosen within the next two weeks. While it's not ideal, the county is pushing to start the berm construction as quickly as possible to complete it before the next hurricane season hits and to qualify for a reimbursement for the Federal Emergency Management Association or agency. Collier County has set aside about $24 million in total taxes to fund the project, but it expects to receive billions of dollars in state and federal reimbursements, which could cover more than 87% of the total bill. The county collects a 5% tourist tax, of course, or bed tax. On hotel and other vacation rentals, a share of the tax is set aside for beach projects every year. And, uh, of course, we have the beach renourishment, and there's a surplus of the fund. So this is all good news. I don't quite understand the, uh, I'll just call it the engineering behind a, 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 a berm, but irrespective, I'm sure they've thought it through pretty carefully. So uh, it will be a help, apparently, during the hurricane season. In any event, uh, moving forward and uh, approved unanimously by the commissioners. Well, if you haven't heard, Senate Mitch McCarty, Mitch uh, uh, McConnell, the minority leader, suffered a concussion in a fall Wednesday night and will remain in the hospital for a few days, the Senate, Senator's Congressional Office said Thursday. The 81-year-old uh, Kentucky lawmaker tripped and fell at a dinner for the Senate Leadership Fund, a campaign committee which we, uh, he aligned in the Waldorf Astoria in Washington, D.C. McConnell tripped and fell at his home in Kentucky in 2019 and underwent surgery for a shoulder fracture. So just a reminder to all of us as we age, uh, falls are the number one complication for our health and can lead to death. need to be uh, very careful and make sure that we're our homes are safe. We can start with that for sure. Well, President Joe Biden on Thursday announced a, a $6.8 trillion budget for fiscal year 2024, which is $1 trillion more than his budget proposal last year. Boy, he just really enjoys rubbing our nose in it, doesn't he? Biden proposed increasing taxes in order to fund the budget. You have to begin to pay at your fair share, the Office of Management Budget Director Shalanda Young said. Now, this is our money. It's not the government's money. <laughs> the whole thing is so convoluted. The, propo the proposal is unlikely to be passed by Congress. The budget is four times larger than the $1.7 trillion omnibus bill package passed last year. The Biden administration says the budget would re reduce the deficit by nearly $3 trillion over the next decade. The White House plans to do this by raising the overall corporate tax rate from 21 to 28 percent. How stupid is that? Uh, quadrupling corporate stock buybacks and creating a new billionaire tax. Currently, the national debt, you know, and I, I should explain probably, increasing the corporate tax, only is going to chase, again, companies who are here in the United States to other locales where there's not so highly taxed and where the cost of business is less. Currently, the national debt sits at more than $31 trillion, up from $27.7 trillion when Biden became president. Well, Tucker Carlson's narrative-busting January 6th reporting this week has turned off Democrats but caused viewers to turn on their TVs. He uh, brought in 4.1 million, million total viewers on Tuesday night, which also boosted primetime numbers. The very strong primetime number was anchored by Tucker Carlson, who brought in 4.14 million total viewers on his show, uh, sparking controversy on Monday night for his January 6th coverage. Fox primetime doubled MSNBC's average of 1.49 million total viewers and brought in more than six times the viewers of CNN. I watched uh, Tucker Carlson last night. He seemed to back off a little bit on uh, revealing new video for his audience. I don't know if this is because there's some sort of a dust-up with him and management and Rupert Murdoch's group. 
Uh, hopefully, they're giving him free reign to report as he wishes on his show. Otherwise, I'm, I'm quite certain he's not going to stand for that. He'll, he'll end up uh, leaving Fox. That would be bad for Fox, in my opinion. Well, federal officials removed nine boxes, not nine documents, not, not nine folders, nine boxes of documents from the Boston office of President Joe Biden's attorney, Patrick Moore, the National Archives and Records Administration revealed. Responding to an inquiry from uh, GOP Senators Ron Johnson and Chuck Grassley, uh, acting archivist Steidel Wall revealed the seizure in uh, a March 7th letter. Uh, NARA letters to Grassley and Johnson when NARA contact- contacted President Biden's personal counsel on November the 3rd, 2022, to arrange and to pick up the boxes from the Penn Center in Washington, D.C. They informed NARA that uh, Mr. Moore had moved other boxes from the Penn Center to Mr. Moore's law office in Boston, Wall wrote, and NARA staff retrieved nine boxes from Mr. Moore's office. So think about these. If these have classic, uh, classified documents, how many times <clears throat> they've been moved uh, just in a short while and not by people who are qualified to look at classified documents. They were moved to the uh, John F. Kennedy Presidential Library in Boston, the nearest NARA office at Moore's office. The archives secured the documents in late November but have yet to be reviewed for classified materials. Uh, President Joe Biden appeared to have egg on his face earlier this year when reports emerged that a lawyer cleaning out the then-former vice president's office in the Penn Center in Washington had discovered classified materials. Subsequent searches of Biden's occupied properties turned up additional materials at his Delaware home. Biden himself has condemned former President Donald Trump for his handling of classified materials in mid-2022 following the FBI FBI raid on Mar-a-Lago. Attorney General Merrick Garland has since appointed a special counsel to handle the Department's of Justice's investigation into the matter's Related to Biden. Of course, Biden is saying, well, I'm different than Trump. Look, hey, I'm cooperating. He didn't cooperate. Of course, Trump cooperated. The whole narrative is bogus. So just how sexist is President Joe Biden's administration? So sexist, in fact, that men are now even being given the International Woman of Courage Award. I'm not kidding. On Wednesday, in a ceremony uh, led by First Lady Jill Biden, the U.S. State Department celebrated International Women's Day by honoring females who have made a significant contribution to the world in some way. The recipients of the 17th Annual Award were an impressive lot, at least if one would rely on the copy from the Sunday media. Uh, and then there was a Alpha Alba Ruda, an Argentine man who identifies as a woman and has built a career as an activist for causes that force society to officially recognize this biological impossibility. Alba Ruda, this is a quote, Argentina's current special envoy for sexual orientation and gender identity in the Ministry of Foreign Affairs. Well, that sounds like something right out of 1984, doesn't it, or Animal Farm? International trade worship with the first Argentine undersecretary for diversity policies in the newly created Ministry of Women, Gender, and Diversity stated the State Department's word salad that they were supposed to describe what he was doing to deserve the honor. And, of course, he didn't. Uh, Ms. Ruda was the driving force behind Argentine's executive order on transgender, trans, transgender labor quota in the public sector, which was converted into a transgender labor quota act. Just unbelievable. <clears throat> this is a. Uh, if the White House wanted to commemorate Alba Ruda's activism, there are plenty of other ways and occasions to do so. To do it Wednesday with nothing less than a slap in the face to women, all in the name of advancing woke agenda, just doesn't make any sense at all. This segment of the show brought to you by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning, Naples' longest established air conditioning company. I hope you visit the website, johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. Coming up, we're going to visit with William Yateman. He is a senior legal fellow with the Pacific Legal Foundation. That and more right here in the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. (laughs) 
Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harton Show here on the Bob Harton Broadcasting Network. I'm Bob Harden, the host of The Bob Harden Show. One of my favorites for breakfast or lunch is Lulabee's Diner, providing great service, fabulous food, and a rockin' good time. Lulabee's Diner is a throwback to the 60s, complete with great music and a fabulous 60s decor. What I like best is a blend of great food, great value, and terrific service. Most of the friendly waitstaff has been part of Lulabee's for years. I enjoy the great choices for breakfast and lunch, and you'll find the menu has everything and anything to satisfy your taste. Lulabee's offers catering, party platters, lunch boxes, and more. Lulabee's Diner will quickly become one of your favorites for breakfast or lunch. No reservations are needed. Check out the website at lulabees.com and stop by Lulabee's Diner, open from 8 a.m. until 2 p.m. seven days a week. Lulabee's Diner in the Green Tree Shopping Center at the corner of Immokalee and Airport Pulling Roads. Stop by Lulabee's Diner for fabulous food and for a forever cool rockin' good time. Collier County Sheriff Kevin Rambaugh says the number one reason the elderly become victims is isolation. The Collier Senior Center goes a long way in keeping seniors connected with the community and with each other. The Collier Senior Center, located at 4898 Coronado Parkway in Golden Gate, provides comprehensive information regarding services and resources that affect the quality of life of older adults and their caregivers in Collier County, empowering them to maintain independent and meaningful lives. Here's Esther Lully, director of Collier Senior Center. Everyone, every senior is welcome. There's diversity there. It's vibrant. It's a caring atmosphere. So there's a reason we offer the services and programs that we do. We want to help enrich the lives of senior members and provide support to their caregivers. Want to find out more? Visit CollierSeniorCenter.org. That's CollierSeniorCenter.org. Or call the Collier Senior Center at 239-252-4541. That's 252 252- 4541 Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harton. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by internationalhealthplans.com. If your plans include traveling abroad, most health insurance plans don't cover international travel. You want to make sure you travel with confidence and you'll be covered. And you can find out more by visiting internationalhealthplans.com. Coming up, we're going to visit with Erica Donald. She is the founder and CEO of the Optima Foundation. Right now we have with us William Yateman. He is a senior legal fellow with the Pacific Legal, Legal Foundation. William, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me on, Bob. Always a pleasure, William. Tell us about the Pacific Legal Foundation. You bet. Uh, we're a legal nonprofit, and we represent Americans for free um, who are suffering from government overreach and abuse. That's about three hundred billion of us, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Alas, <laughs> and it's growing. So uh, I want to talk to you about the, uh, Biden finally came out with his budget a little bit late, but uh, six point eight trillion dollars and he wants to he wants to make sure that people are paying quote unquote unquote, their fair share what are your thoughts well um even on its own unrealistic terms uh, the numbers are pretty scary so we've got uh five trillion dollars in new taxes in there annual new taxes and that's includes uh income tax increases uh, corporate tax increases capital gains taxes and a bunch of others um, over the next decade, it'll entail $82 trillion in new spending, and that would add $19 trillion to the national debt. Mm. Um, and on that note, this is a, a sobering statistic that's been making its way around Capitol Hill this week. Um, but under Biden's budget, the debt-to-GDP ratio would reach 106.3%. Um, in 2027, and that would set a new dubious record in that category. So it was yeah. the previous record was right after World War II, uh, 106.1 percent. Um, so it's this is an unserious document, and I, I don't, uh, in any stretch of the imagination, thinks it, I think it meets the moment of our times. 
No, it doesn't. I mean, in the proposals, for example, how people should pay their fair share, increasing the corporate tax to twenty-eight percent. It just makes it's just going to chase countries right out of the country again, and and uh, they'll start locating someplace else because uh, their tax rates are not competitive. Well, I guess not according to the Biden administration <clears throat> economists, um, whose work on, on Biden's budget perhaps evokes Mark Twain's famous line, and I'm paraphrasing here. Um, there are lies, darn lies, and statistics, yeah. um, because uh, under their bizarro reverse progressive uh, trickle-down theory, um, all these giveaways, all these goodies and whatnot, subsidies, will engender economic growth that will swell the Treasury Department's coffers. Um, so it is, uh, you know, that, that's part part of the, I guess, uh, wholly unrealistic and idyllic uh, assumptions that, that went into this document. I mean, among the other ones are rosy macroeconomic assumptions about GDP growth and inflation. Um, but yes, the whole thing is largely unserious. Yeah, and uh, has no possibility. It's dead on arrival, isn't it, I would imagine? Indeed. So what we've got going on here is uh, the, uh, alas, the kabuki theater that now surrounds our appropriations process. So there's, I'll just note here, the Congress, after the Nixon administration in 74, set forth a very robust process that ensures the people's representatives had a firm hand. They sort of worked with the president's administration uh, um, to produce a budget. We don't do things that way anymore. So, so yeah. this was uh, not a serious attempt, and uh, God willing, Congress will return to its old ways and, and undergo a, a, an actual you know, regular procedure, is what they call it, with respect to the budget. Um, but, you know, these days we get Kabuki Theater from the White House and then we get um, various stopgap measures uh, uh, from Congress. And meanwhile, the you know, our national debt is at thirty one point four trillion dollars. Yeah. So let's talk about that. What's happening with the quote unquote negotiations on the debt ceiling? Well, according to the White House officials, and unnamed White House officials, I should say, it was reported this week that. Biden's unserious budget document is a marker, quote unquote, huh. um, for these budget negotiations. So um, uh, I guess it's hyperbole is the norm, perhaps, in high stakes negotiations. But and this is perhaps indicative of that. Mm. Uh, on a more serious note, I'll note that uh, uh, the GOP this week, uh, the Republican Study Committee, which is a, a, a group within the Republican House, or I'm sorry, within the House of Representatives, and it's comprised of 172 GOP lawmakers, uh, this week released a policy menu of possible spending reforms, um, and this is in light of the ongoing uh, debt ceiling debate. And there's some great ideas in there. I mean, they're certainly more serious than what the, the president was putting forth, um, ideas such as capping spending, um, increasing revenues by lifting regulatory red tape and taking on some of that waste, fraud, and abuse. I mean, the, we, we spoke about that, I think, two Fridays ago, how there yeah. was uh, 650 odd billion dollars worth of waste, fraud, and abuse in that pandemic spending. So there's a lot of, uh, a lot of fat to cut there. Absolutely. Again, William Yateman, he is the Senior Legal Fellow with the Pacific Legal Foundation. The website is pacificlegal.org, pacificlegal.org. William, really appreciate your commentary here on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me on, Bob. Always a pleasure, William. All right, coming up, we're going to visit with Erica Donalds. Uh, she is uh, the founder and CEO of a terrific organization. It's called the Optima Foundation. That and more right here in the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. <laughs> Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. you have questions about your retirement, Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratistel Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor.
Finish what you started with a Hodges University wheel. You can complete your bachelor's degree in as little as one year with your previously earned credits. What's the wheel? It's a customized bachelor's degree in organizational management. Learn about and apply the business, management, and leadership skills you need to advance your career. You can get unmatched educational experience with classes held once a week on campus in Fort Myers, in Port Charlotte, or Naples. You'll be immersed in classes taught by professors with real-world experience in the areas of business, management, and leadership. This degree can be applied to all areas of professional career. Learn more by calling 239-938-7700. That's 239-938-7700. Or visit Hodges.edu. Stay near and go far with Hodges University. Welcome back to the Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by Gulf Shore Playhouse, changing lives through exceptional theater experiences. And you can find out more and get tickets by visiting gulfshoreplayhouse.org. Coming up, we're going to be visiting with Larry Reed, President Emeritus of the Foundation for Economic Education. Right now we have with us Erica Donalds. Erica is the founder and CEO of the Optima Foundation. Erica, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me, Bob. Erica, it's always a pleasure. Uh, Full disclosure, I serve on your board and I'm very proud to do so. Maybe you could tell us about the Optima Foundation. Well, I founded the Optima Foundation, Bob, after serving on the school board here in Collier County and realizing that, you know, being on the school board is a worthy endeavor. I won't say that it's not, but I really wanted to have a more tangible effect on students and their families in the immediate. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we started our first charter school back in 2019 over on the Treasure Coast. We've opened a school every year since. Uh, we won't be having uh, one open this year simply because of the hurricane, yeah. uh, but we have two schools opening next year, um, focusing on Lee County, and really our mission is to offer school choice to families and specifically a high-quality classical education, teaching students both knowledge and virtues, and really raising the leaders of tomorrow who we want to carry forward the beauty of America and be proud patriots carrying on what our founding fathers intended for our country. Thank you, Erica. So maybe you could expand the uh, discussion a little bit more on the classical education and uh, relationship with Hillsdale College. Yes, all of our brick-and-mortar schools are related to Hillsdale College as one of their member schools, and they have an amazing program through the Barney Charter School Initiative where they provide a classical model of education, the curriculum, teacher training, leadership training, and even board training, Bob, to ensure that these charter schools using their curriculum and affiliated with their program are successful. Uh, we all trust Hillsdale College because they believe what we believe in freedom, opportunity, liberty, and the true history of our country and of the world. And they've really put together an incredible program using their resources there at the college to help us deliver the very best in K-12 education. So, Erica, of course, the proof of the pudding is always in the tasting. Do we have any evidence that actually the education is is enhanced as a result of these charter schools? Yes, absolutely. Our very first school that opened in 2019 is now an A school. Um, We have A schools all over the state that are Hillsdale College charter schools. But not only that, Bob, the proof, I would say, is in the demand. These schools have long waiting lists, including our school there in Naples, where we had over 3,000 applications in our first year for just about 950 spots. Parents are desperate for a better option for their children, and we cannot build these schools fast enough because parents really want not just a classical method of education. They want out of their zoned public school because they no longer trust the values that are being taught in the traditional public school system. Now, I know, Erica, that along with starting charter schools around the state of Florida, you've also got some other ways that parents can enhance the education of their kids. That's right, Bob. We also started, after the pandemic, a high-quality classical virtual option for students. A lot of homeschool families use maybe Florida virtual or other virtual options. This is a tuition-free way that parents can access a classical education if they are on one of those charter school waiting list, or maybe they're in a rural community where they don't have access to a classical model of education, or they just want to be more involved in their child's education and they want their child to learn at home. 
Uh, so we created the gold standard in virtual education using virtual reality to deliver live instruction every day from a classically trained teacher. And we are implementing this uh, this year with 173 full-time students. Bob, we have uh, we are projected to have over 6,000 courses being offered next year wow. uh, to, to students across the state of Florida, tuition-free, a classical method of education. That's so, uh, so interesting and so helpful. Of course, everybody is going to benefit from school choice. Where can people find out more about the education options at Optima? So the Optima Foundation is at Optima.Foundation. Optima.Foundation is the website. Um, we would love to welcome them as well. I know we're going to talk about our event yeah. uh, with Greg Gutfeld coming up, and we're going to showcase a lot of what's going on in our schools and what the future looks like for Optima Foundation at that event. Well, thank you for that. So let's move to this big event that's coming up here. Uh, it's the, the on March uh, 20, Sunday, March 26th. It's going to be held at Tiburon at the... Uh, a beautiful facility at the Ritz in Tiburon uh, in, in uh, Naples. Maybe you could tell us about it. So this is the first Education Freedom Gala. Because we talked about a lot of the practical things that Optima is doing to deliver education, uh, school choice to children and families. But we also advocate for school choice and education freedom here in the state of Florida and across the country. In fact, I'm at a, a conference right now where I'm going to be speaking today on parental choice and help deliver the good news. So this is about celebrating education freedom, supporting education freedom, not just what we are doing here, but helping other families elsewhere achieve education freedom in our country. So we have Greg Gutfeld as our featured speaker. He's a great supporter of school choice, very hard speaker to get, so I'm really proud that he was willing to do this event. It's on, as you mentioned, Sunday, March 26th. We're also going to feature our students in our schools, uh, showcasing uh, them. Of course, this is what we're here for. It's going to be an amazing evening. GutfeldNaples.com has all of the tickets and sponsorship information. We still have tickets available. The VIP will get an opportunity to take a picture with Greg Gutfeld, um, as well as you know many great sponsorship options for uh, individuals who have businesses who want to support a great cause. It is a great cause, and again, when you think about school choice, but having choices enhanced, if you think of all the, the kids that perhaps are still learning about uh, uh, the critical race theory and these other uh, things that are distractions and uh, not helpful to education at all, uh, it's great when parents have a choice. It's going to improve the entire education system, public education system in Florida with these types of schools uh, opening, and uh, we can all be part of it. And all of this costs money, so it's a great way to, first of all, find out more. You can find out more about Optima uh, by going to Optima Foundation, going to the event on Sunday, March 26th, uh, but also, uh, if, if you're not able to make the event, make a contribution. It would be much appreciated because all of this costs money. Yeah, thank you, Bob. I mean, our mission is to make sure every single family has options. And that's what it's all about. The free market works. We know that. We believe in that. And we need a free market in education to increase quality and access for all. Absolutely. And there's going to be some special guests there at the event as well, including Congressman Byron Donald, your husband. Of course. Yeah. yeah. We'll hear from Byron as well as Corey DeAngelis, who's been an incredible advocate for school choice across the country, really giving the teachers' unions a hard time. He'll be there as well. Um, and it's, it's really just going to be a great time, Bob. You know, we love to throw a, a great party and celebrate something as important as school choice. And I appreciate you highlighting this, appreciate you serving on our board um, and bringing all of your experience and wisdom to that. So gutfeldnaples.com is how everyone can join us. Gutfeldnaples.com. Again, Erica, uh, President, CEO, and Founder of Optima Foundation. I just genuinely appreciate you coming on the show today. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Bob. My pleasure, indeed. All right, uh, coming up. And by the way, I want to remind you, <clears throat> excuse me, please, that uh, Lullaby's Diner is serving dinner uh, 4 to 8 p.m. Uh, Wednesday through Saturday evenings. And uh, they have great food, terrific chef, and a great uh, menu for dinner as well. So not only serving breakfast and lunch, but also dinner at Lullaby's Diner in the Green Tree Shopping Center. Okay, coming up, we're going to be visiting... Uh, with uh, Larry Reed, President Emeritus of the Foundation for Economic Education. That and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network.
tuned for more of the Bob Harton Show here on the Bob Harton Broadcasting Network. Finish what you started with a Hodges University wheel. You can complete your bachelor's degree in as little as one year with your previously earned credits. What's the wheel? It's a customized bachelor's degree in organizational management. Learn about and apply the business, management, and leadership skills you need to advance your career. You can get unmatched educational experience with classes held once a week on campus in Fort Myers, in Port Charlotte, or Naples. You'll be immersed in classes taught by professors with real-world experience in the areas of business, management, and leadership. This degree can be applied to all areas of professional career. Learn more by calling 239-938-7700. That's 239-938-7700. Or visit Hodges.edu. Stay near and go far with Hodges University. Do you suffer from joint pain in your shoulders, hips, or knees? I was suffering from debilitating pain in my knees. On a referral, I saw Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine. He successfully treated my symptoms and pain for several months. Finally, having exhausted all alternatives for pain management, Dr. Markovich and I agreed that surgery was my best alternative. Dr. Markovich replaced both of my knees in 2006, and I now have full range of motion in both knees, and I have no pain. I now I'll play golf and exercise free of debilitating pain in my knees. Don't suffer needlessly with joint pain. Call orthopedic surgeon Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine at 482-5399. That's 482-5399. He did a great job for me and he'll help you too. Times they're changing and trends in funeral services are no exception. The traditional, somber, formal affair marking one's passing is transitioning into a celebratory event where family and friends can gather in more casually in a relaxed setting that incorporates the comforts of home. Each of issues unique. We're all made up of little details that makes us different and irreplaceable. At Hodges Funeral Home at Naples Memorial Gardens, there are many details that set them apart, differences you'll find nowhere else. Hodges Funeral Home at Memorial Gardens offers flexible chapel and event space, a modern funeral home, a celebration of life center, cremation options, and a 100% service guarantee. Call Hodges Funeral Home at Naples Memorial Gardens at 239-597-3101. That's 239-597-3101. Or visit the website DignityMemorial.com. That's www.DignityMemorial.com. Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harton. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. We're providing you news and commentary rooted in a commitment to individual liberty, personal responsibility, limited government, and the rule of law. Coming up, we're going to visit with Larry uh, Bell. He is a professor at the University of Houston in space architecture. Right now we have with us Larry Reed, President Emeritus of the Foundation for Economic Education. Larry, thank you so much for joining us here on the show. My pleasure, Bob. Uh, Tell us about the Foundation for Economic Education. Okay. We are headquartered in Atlanta, Georgia. Our work is mostly in this country, but also a little bit abroad. We try to uh, inspire and educate young people of high school and college age in ideas of individual liberty, free enterprise, private property, limited government, and personal character. And we do that uh, through not only events all over the country and sometimes abroad, but also through our very robust website, which is fee.org. Your listeners can visit the site and see everything from daily fresh content to um, commentary to uh, videos and online courses. Terrific organization. I've attended uh, some of the national events. And I must say that if you have a young person in your life, high school or college age, you definitely want to introduce them to the Foundation for Economic Education, FEE.org. Larry, you wrote a piece, Montana's Greatest Hollywood Actor. Maybe you could tell us about it. Okay. Uh, Certainly anybody over the age of uh, 50, I would say, will remember Gary Cooper. 
He was a great American actor, born in Helena, Montana. Uh, the actor Charleston, uh, Char- Charlton Heston once said that uh, of Gary Cooper, he projected the kind of man Americans would like to be, mm. probably more than any actor that's ever lived. And most of his 84 films were westerns, but he did some other good work as well. Yeah, and... Uh... He, he was special because he, uh, he not only uh, did great films, but he also walked the walk, didn't he? Yes, he did. In his personal life, he was uh, a believer in the things that America stands for. He was a believer in uh, the Constitution, limited government, personal responsibility, uh, all those things that uh, we at Fee certainly believe uh, made America great uh, in the first place. And his father was of uh, the same view. His father served on the Montana Supreme Court from 1919 to 1924, and uh, both father and son were known for their um, their conservative and uh, pro-free market views. You, you had cited in your column about the difference between individualism and uh, uh, collectivism. Maybe you could uh, give us the analogy. Yeah, in more than one film, <clears throat> Gary Cooper uh, played the role of uh, the strong individual having to do battle with the collective, mm-hmm. you know, with the, the will of the majority, or at least those in power. Uh, so it's a, not an uncommon theme for him to uh, be involved with in his films. But uh, collectivism is sort of taking human beings and throwing them in a human blender and homogenizing them. And the purpose there is to remove the distinctive, unique features that make each one of us a very precious and uh, singular being. Um, It's sort of like looking at a snowstorm. Uh, A collectivist just sees the storm, but the individualist, who is just the opposite, Mm -hmm. uh, he notices the storm, but of, of greatest interest to him is the fact that it's made up of individual snowflakes, and each and every snowflake is different from all the others. Just like human beings, it's uh, yep. just uh, just amazing analogy, and it's you know one of the reasons why I think uh, we have so many problems here in the United States is most people are seeing a snowstorm, not snowflakes. Yeah, that's right, and uh, you see that in national policy at the federal level, the attempt to sort of blend everybody together to uh, uh, crush individual initiative and uh, uh, distinction. And I think that's a shame. You also see it in the way the average American thinks of the so-called common man. Uh, that's a, uh, an idea that uh, most people sort of grow up learning to appreciate, the common man. Right. But really, it's the uncommon that we should be most grateful for, the ones who step out from the crowd, who speak truth to power, who stand up for what they know to be right, even if it's in the minority. It's the uncommon that really make us uh, special and exceptional uh, in the world. There's no question about it. And Larry, one of the things that's going on right now is we see more and more lying, bending the truth and so forth in order to achieve a political agenda. And, uh, well, you know, for example, the January 6th uh, tapes right now are revealing the lies that have been told up to this point for the last three years. And in, in my mind, I, I think it's just important that the country get back to the whole notion that uh, we are a country of equal opportunity, not equal opportunity, not equal outcomes. That's right. I, I watched some of the uh, hearings this week uh, in Washington over the uh, January 6th events, and I was just stunned at how so many of the members of Congress seem utterly uninterested in what really happened, mm-hmm. utterly uninterested in the fate of individuals who were caught up in it, and instead uh, will say anything, do anything to present a narrative that is not only false, but that uh, advances their political agenda. I don't think a free society can long stand that kind of uh, deception at the highest levels of government. I don't either. And uh, do you have any uh, final comments at all about Gary Cooper and his life? Yeah, he, uh, Gary Cooper really believed in the essence of American exceptionalism. Uh, he believed in celebrating the individual and his or her uncommonness. And um, I just think he was um, a great actor and a great American. He appreciated the uncommon among us who make the world go round. From Helena, Montana, Gary Cooper. 
Uh, just genuinely appreciate your commentary here in the show. Larry Reed, again, uh, President Emeritus of the Foundation for Economic Education. The website, fee.org, F-E-E.org. Larry, really appreciate your commentary. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Bob. My pleasure, indeed. All right, coming up, we're going to be visiting with Larry Bell. He's an endowed professor at the University of Houston in space architecture. He's also the author of about a dozen books. His latest, Architectures Beyond Boxes and Boundaries, My Life by Design. I've read the book. It's really interesting, fascinating. We're going to do that and more right here in the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Do you have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratistel Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Blue Provence Restaurant is a favorite dining destination for many Neapolitans, including Linda and myself. Blue Provence, located in a historic building in the heart of Old Naples at Creighton Cove, offers a mix of French bistro cooking with bold, fresh Floridian flavors. Experience award-winning cuisine at Blue Provence and enjoy one of Florida's most extensive, eclectic, and fun wine cellars. Dining your choice of the popular Eden Bar, the intimate Courtyard Garden, or the beautiful Provencal Caribbean Dining Room. Enjoy a wonderful and memorable evening in a casual and relaxed atmosphere that includes a taste of Provencal hospitality. Blue Provence is open seven days a week, all year round. Visit BlueProvenceNaples.com for reservations, everyday specials, and coming events. That's BlueProvenceNaples.com or call 261-8239. That's 261-8239. Blue Provence French Restaurant in the heart of Old Naples. Welcome back to the Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by the Foundation for Government Accountability. They get the politics and they know policy. Uh, they help prepare your elected officials to win in their legislatures. You can find out more by visiting the website, thefga.org. We have with us Professor Larry Bell, endowed professor at the University of Houston in space architecture. He's the author of many books. I've read most of them. His latest is Architectures Beyond Boxes and Boundaries, uh, My Life by Design. It's a great read, and I just encourage you to pick it up by Larry Bell. Larry, thank you so much for joining us here on the show. Bob, it's always a pleasure. Thank you, Professor. Well, you've, you've uh, brought a new topic to us. You read a column. comes out a couple of times a week, uh, and it's called On Point in Newsmax.com. Your latest, at this rate, we won't remain AI's masters for long. So interesting, kind of a change of topic, too. Maybe you can tell us about it. Yeah, this is a subject that I think all of us are somewhat aware of, and maybe a few people feel it's, it's kind of hyped up, I think, but I think, it's, I think it's very real, and it has to do with artificial intelligence and its, and its influences on us, and the fact that it's you know, its applications are growing exponentially and just so amazingly fast. But I guess what, what sort of peaked uh, again for me was this uh, Microsoft being as this chat GD, GPT. It's GPT stands for Generative Free Train Transfer, Transformer is another name. But, you know, we're now seeing these, you know, AI programs that can talk to you and solve problems and so on. And this, and and the thing is, they can process billions of bits of information just you know in a in a flash. And uh, you ask, you can ask questions and have a conversation with them. And it kind of got in the news on a New York Times reporter recently 
was having his chat with his with his, uh, this program, and it, it suggested to him that uh, it wanted to uh, be human, and out of nowhere it wanted to be human. It, it uh, wanted it wanted to spread a lot of disinformation. Oh no! By the way, yeah, he, he tried to convince him that uh, his his marriage was kind of on the rocks. And it should be with him instead. <laughs> and, and, and so that that I think kind of got a lot of eyeballs rolling when people read that. But 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 what really was interesting, I thought, was Henry Kissinger came out with an article in the Wall Street Journal just very very recently, a few days ago. And he was it was an article that was co-written by. Uh, uh, Former, you know, by by the um, Eric Schmidt, yeah, from Alphabet and and uh, and MIT's uh, Computer College Dean uh, Daniel Huttenmacher, and and they were it was a very serious article, a very long article, and uh, in in the article they they described these developments, and I think particularly this this. Uh, Program that uh, maybe they were referencing that had to do with the uh, Bing's Microsoft Bing's Chat G- GPT. That uh, these were the, this was the, the the greatest, most impacting development, transformational development since since the printing press, mm-hmm. since the Gutenberg you know Bible, and 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 they they, they mentioned a lot of important reasons and, and and first of all this stuff is growing just exponentially so you know they, it's doubling every couple every couple of months in terms of processing capacity but one of the things that they kind of registered with me that that uh, made it particularly alarming I think with the public is that these answers sound you know like they come from God or something and, and that they can't be challenge because they're processing billions of billions and billions of data points in, in just a split second to come up with very precise answers to very complex issues and mm-hmm. so there's there's a kind of tendency to think you're you're talking to you know god or something but like like kissinger said when it doesn't know the answers it makes stuff up yeah and and, and of course he has enough of that right now with with you know public media, uh, but but the thing is that people associate it you know with with you know computers. Well, it's processing all this information. It's got all this infinite amount of data points. It must be right, you know, and it it does it with such precision and such gravitas that uh, you know I, I see it as just a, a a horrendous propaganda tool. And then on top of that. With AI, you can create deep fakes. You know, it can create holographic images of of uh, you know that, that appear to be real, and, and they can make you look like you're you're talking another language, and and they can you know put out propaganda. And we have AI now writing response letters and corporations that you know, and so on. And so it's you know, so we can see it now actually in in a, in a hospital. You know, let's say. Uh, well, George is hitting on about three cylinders. He just had a stroke or something. And you got this, you got this computer talking to him. So, you know, well, did Alice come in and, and did, you know, and blah, blah, blah. And yeah. hope, your, hope your kids are good and so on. Because it knows, it knows all about you. So, you know, it's, it kind of goes into this, this idea of transhumanism where, you know, Elon Musk has been, has been sounding an alarm on this and he, he's terrified of it and, but and then and then I'm going to segue to something he said recently, because he's really alarmed about. It. He said we we got to control this. Uh, we got we've got to do something about this. In the interviewer, and I don't remember what it was, asked him, "Well, what do we do? You know, is is this going to take over?" And, and Elon, in his response, said, "Well, if we can't beat it, we'll, we'll join it, and we'll have the notion that we'll have we'll be super intelligent people because we'll have something." Analogous to a chip in our brain that connects us with AI in our brain, and we'll 
the, you know, these enhanced new models. Uh, and I think, well, good luck with that. Yeah. But, it, but it's, it's, uh, it's transforming every profession that doesn't have to empty a bedpan and come to your house to do your plumbing. You know, it's the labor intensive areas of humanity are probably going to survive. And those that uh, we thought were driven by intellect, when we think of architecture, law, whatever, you know, yeah, hey, I can do those things. You know, uh, Larry, and I get, I could not believe the proliferation of advertisements telling me that to no longer write a blog, you can just have AI take care of it for you. For And, and there's so many comp companies now out competing. It just, to me, there's so many ethical questions behind this development. And it just makes me wonder if perhaps the profit motive and the eagerness uh, to, to uh, get things out is not going to compromise the ethical issues on this. Well, in, in, in regard to that, and Musk, Musk says this, and I think others, there's absolutely no one can regulate this. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not that, you know, we're, it's, uh, it's naive to think that we're going to put a kibosh on emerging technology that has other applications and so on. And particularly when it's, when, when so many people recognize that not only is a tool, but a, but a weapon for their for their purposes. Think of you think of smart cities, and I think yeah, I think of ant farms, where everything's controlled by computers, and you know you just be this happy ant, and it'll feed you. And I've got another article, incidentally, that you know, it came, that's come out about you know an, analogous to uh, to Clark's uh, notion of a of a future city that he said was something like a billion years from now, and it's no, it's now, you know, and. Uh -huh. And, and and we think of Frankenstein's monster, and of course that was we kind of hyped that you know it was kind of a, a kind of comical, but but it wasn't it wasn't uh, electronic. This was this is one that Frankenstein's monster had, had had physical superiority over people. But but you know, on one hand, there's a tendency to to fear things we don't understand. And there's on the other hand, there's good reason to fear things we don't understand. And and the question is, are we really reinventing ourselves and our society? Yeah. In a way where where it's happening so rapidly we can't keep control of it. Just out of curiosity, Professor. Now, I've <clears throat> I must say that a lot of the developments are as I venture, I'm I'm very concerned about it. And many people are just touting the fact that this is going to be a great opportunity. It'll reduce the amount of work that we do, and it'll speed us on other to great things. Where do you stand on that? What? How do you feel about that? I I still teach. I'm 85 years old, and I I still teach my students. I love it, and uh, gives me energy. And I I tell them one of the assignments I give in this one class is I said, write a diary about your life 10 years from now. Write a diary, write a page in your diary ten years from now, hmm. and 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 that includes your not only your personal life, but what are you doing? Are you doing something you love? Are you you know what is your what is your contribution? Uh, because because AI is taking over so many professions, and in law, you know, it can do you can do due diligence and uh, and do all the research, and in architecture, you can be buying your home from you know you. You know, your your architect will be some, someone out, you know, something analogous to to Siri. You know, and, oh, yeah. well, what kind of home you want? Well, you have to tell me. I already know. I've been listening to you. And what about this? And what about that? And hey, I'll get a contractor for you. And blah blah blah. And I'll give you a holographic image of you walking through that dream home of yours. And I'll give you a budget. And and I said, now how how are you going to compete with that? What is it? That, that your your background, your experience, your you know your mental tools can contribute, and I don't want to be alarmist, but I'm saying you know this is this is you know count on it. These things are happening; they yeah. will happen, yeah. and yeah, it'll make your job easier for you if you have a job. Exactly. And and, and, and I tell them, I said, don't be the buggy whip, buggy whip. This is placed by the you know the Model A Ford, yeah. uh, you know. I, I don't have a magic solution. I don't want to be a doomsday prophet. But if you don't recognize this, you know, basically obsolescence is is one of the greatest uh, risks today in in our society. We simply 
uh, are going to be doing things in new ways, and how are you going to contribute to that more broadly? What are humans going to contribute to that? Yeah, and uh, it's it's a it's a serious thing. It is indeed. Again, Professor Larry Bell, endowed professor at the University of Houston. Latest book, <clears throat> Architectures Beyond Boxes and Boundaries, My Life by Design by Larry Bell. Professor, really appreciate your commentary here on the show, and I encourage our listeners to go to Newsmax.com and check out this and other columns. Uh, on Point is the name of the column in Newsmax.com. Professor, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks a lot, Bob. My pleasure, indeed. Well, that's a wrap here in today's show. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, we've got great guests lined up for Monday, including Mark Schulman, the founder and publisher of HistoryCentral.com, and Jim McTague, former Barron's Washington Bureau Chief, will be with us as well. Always appreciate your comments on the show. You can send me an email at bobharden at hotmail.com. I hope you make it a great day and weekend on the Paradise Coast or wherever you are. Namaste. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to The Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. For more information and audio files of previous shows, visit www.bobharden.com. <laughs>